This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Julia here with us today. How are you, Julia? Doing great, Harrison. How are you? I am great. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. I'm excited for the conversation. Awesome. Where are you calling in from? New York City, baby. (laughs) It's wild right now, huh? It's a great time to be in New York. New York is like roaring back to life. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs. Um, And I know that's kind of a broad topic, but we'll define it and kind of talk about how that applies within the workplace. But before we do that, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am a scaling coach and mindset expert. I've been working with entrepreneurs over the last five years, helping them double their revenues and get on the path to reaching 1 million in revenues. I work with women entrepreneurs primarily, although in my mindset coaching business, which is also you know about growing your business or getting over your blocks, I work with men and women. Awesome. Awesome. So let's start with the definition. What is or what are limiting beliefs? Yeah, so limiting beliefs is one of the eight mindset practices that I teach in the new book, Go Big Now. I teach you how to get over your limiting beliefs or bust your limiting beliefs, as I like to call it. Limiting beliefs are unconscious thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself that keep you from doing what you want to do or achieving what you want to achieve. And because they're unconscious, you don't even know you have them. And people often ask me, well, how do I know if I have limiting beliefs if they're unconscious? And the way you can find them, Harrison, is if you look around your life at what you have that you don't like, right? Maybe you don't have the amount of money you want to be making, or you don't have the relationships you want to have, or maybe you just haven't you know, pursued that big thing you want to do yet, like give a TEDx talk or take a trip around the world. Everything you don't have is the result of a limiting belief, because if you want it, and you don't have it yet, then you're probably blocking yourself from going after it. And that's why it's so important to find those limiting beliefs and bust them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, what are some common limiting beliefs that employees may have? The most common one we hear is I'm not good enough. And that could be, I'm not good enough to go after this promotion. I'm not mm. good enough to speak up in a board meeting or in a staff meeting. I'm not good enough to put my hat in the ring. I'm not good enough to, you know, write a TED talk or write a book, right? That's a really, really common one. Got it. What about managers or leaders? Anything different? You know, we often see people who have limiting beliefs that come out of their childhood. And it Mm. can be everything from, you know, I'm not the type of person who people like to follow, right? Like I'm not meant to be a leader or I'm not the type of person who could have great success because if I do, then people won't like me, right? We got so many messages from our parents, our communities, sometimes, you know, the religious institutions we went to, that if we don't unpack them, they can really get in our way of the things that we want to do. And the best way to think about your belief system is that, you know, not your belief system, but the beliefs you have is that whatever beliefs you have, got you here, right? And we only have two kinds of beliefs, empowering beliefs and limiting beliefs. Hmm. So your empowering beliefs got you all the good stuff in your life, right? Everything you have that you love 
it's because you've got some empowering belief around that. Everything you have that you don't like is from a limiting belief. So the great part of being a grown-up is that you can just shine a spotlight on your unconscious with you know, the help of a mentor or a coach, obviously. You don't, can't quite do this on your own at home, although my book does get you started through some exercises. And then ask yourself, okay, of these beliefs I have, which are empowering, which are limiting, and the ones that are limiting, are they still serving me? Or am I ready to be done with them? And if you're ready to be done with them, then you can go through this four-step process I teach in the book to bust your limiting belief. And there's often really amazing things on the other side of doing that. Got it. Got it. And we talked about employees and managers slash leaders. I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs and founders too. Anything unique from their situations that you've seen before? I see a lot of blocks around raising capital. You know, I'm not the type of person who would be able to raise capital either because I didn't go to a business school or I don't have a finance background. I'm not comfortable with the numbers or I just don't know any investors. You know, perhaps you grew up in a community where, you know, a bunch of your friends' parents were not bankers, right? And you you haven't really been around that world of investment. So that's a common limiting belief. I couldn't raise capital. Another one is I'm not cut out to be a CEO, right? Even though you have people running companies where they're making, you know, pretty decent revenues, they don't feel the confidence to take it big, you know, up into the multi-millions. And that one really resonates with me. It's part of why I became a coach is I have a creative background. I went to film school. I went to Yale and studied film. And then I went and got an MFA in Paris at the French National Film School. So I had a lot of confidence around my creative abilities. But when I started my first business, which was a language teaching business for young children called Little Pim, P-I-M, like my last name, Pimsler, I felt great about creating the series and helping parents be their kids' first language teachers. But on the business side, I had a lot of limiting beliefs. And one yeah. of them was because I have a creative background, not an econ or finance background or business, right? right how could I possibly run a seven-figure company? And until I got rid of that limiting belief, I really could not absorb the, biz- the new business skills that I needed or join the networks I needed to join in order to effectively do that. And happily, I had help from a coach busting that limiting belief. And I did raise $6 million in venture capital, got the business to be a multi-million dollar business, and then decided to turn around and help other people have those same kind of results. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So we've talked a lot about you know, what the, what the definition of limiting beliefs is and what that looks like for, you know, certain types of people. Now, how can we start to overcome these limiting beliefs? Anything you can share there? Yeah. Well, step one is to realize you have them, right? Because most people are just going through life thinking, well, this is just the way it is. Right. And Mm -hmm. they, they believe that the notions they have about what they can do in the world is just the truth with a capital T. And what's great about getting mindset training, um, I went and got trained as an NLP master practitioner. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and it's a kind of rapid change psychology. It's sort of like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy on steroids, right? It's like Mm -hmm. therapy for impatient people, which is all entrepreneurs, basically. So it helps you make really quick changes that have a huge impact. And the first thing they teach you is to really take charge of your mind because we can shift our thinking to get better results. So step one is to realize I am not my thoughts. My beliefs are not the truth. And I have agency here. And then you can get you know, a coach or a mentor or someone who can guide you through this process of unpacking what your limiting beliefs are 
and helping you create a new narrative and replacing them with more empowering beliefs, which is not as hard as it sounds. You know, it's a four-step process that I teach in the book in Go Big Now. And then we have exercises with a free workbook that you can download off my website in order to make sure that it really sticks. Awesome. Awesome. Um, anything that managers and leaders can do when they spot their employees, you know, doing kind of the bad behaviors or, or habits that, that are, you know, obviously represented, um, you know, from the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Great question. I think that managers play a really important role in helping people to push past these limiting beliefs, because what's interesting about limiting beliefs is your own limiting beliefs feel like the truth with a capital T, you know, and the, the metaphor I like to you know, share is, you know, if you're standing in your kitchen, if you live in a house and you look out the window and there's some huge oak tree out there and it feels like it's always been there, it's enormous and it's always been there, it's always going to be there. That's what most people's beliefs feel like to them, right? It's just a fact that mm. if I have a creative background, I couldn't possibly run a multi-million dollar company. But to other people, that oak tree might look like a blade of grass. And so that's where a manager can really be helpful is if you are managing someone who you think has all this potential, but you see that they're not raising their hand for the big projects. They're not saying, hey, I think there's professional development money. I'd like to go get an executive MBA. They're not learning how to use Excel so they can you know, get to the next level or whatever it is. There's almost always a limiting belief behind that. And so, you know, I wouldn't suggest you sort of become an NLP you know, therapist and take them into your office and try to bust their belief. <laughs> um, but you could you know, start to what we like to call loosen the jar. You know, when you've got a jar and the lid is on really, really tight. Yeah. And if you like hand it to someone and they kind of loosen it a little bit and they hand it back and you can get it off. That's the role a manager can play, right? Is to sort of show someone you're working with, okay, you think that's an oak tree, but I don't think so. I think it might just be a blade of grass and maybe we can get you some help and you can push through that limiting belief and get some different results. Awesome. Awesome. This is really, really helpful. Thank you. Thank you for your insights. It's a lot of it is actually resonating very close to me as well. So this is, this is yeah. what part awesome. speaks to you, Harrison. I'd be curious. I mean, I think, you know, especially when you talk about the leaders and founders in particular talking about these types of, Oh, I can't raise capital or I can't, you know, lead people or I can't be a good CEO. Every founder goes, through this kind of experience where, you know, there's a lot of ups, but there's also a lot of downs, right? And, and when you have those downs is when you're, I think, mentally most vulnerable. Um, and, and that's and, where mindset training is so important. You know, we right. call it building mindset core strength, right? Like, why is it that we all think it's so great and smart to go to the gym and build up your, you know, physical core strength, which it is, but then we neglect our mental core strength, right? Mm -hmm. Which is just mm -hmm. as important, but finish your thought, please. I yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I was just going to say that's, you know, what resonates most, I think, especially for founders, I think, again, like those ups and downs are so large that it's easy to sometimes when you have a few downs in a row, right? <laughs> you start creating this, these beliefs that are limiting, right? In nature, yeah. it, whether, you know, whether again, it's whether it's fundraising, whether it's sales, whether it's team development, whatever it may be. Yeah, um, just advancing, you know, up the corporate ladder, right? I, yeah. I don't look like the other people, you know, I work with a lot of people of color, our community at Million Dollar Women, it's about 25% women of color. And, you know, there can be additional limiting beliefs, right? No right. one in my family has ever done this or no one who looks like me is in that kind of role. So those things can really get in your way. And, and the truth is I wrote Go Big Now in order to make some of this mindset core strength building more accessible for people because yeah. I've had the privilege over the last 15 years of studying with some of the top mindset teachers in the country and in some cases in the world. And they're all teaching a lot of the same things, you know? So 
most people don't have time or money to go to all these workshops and read all these books and study with all these leaders. I wanted to bring it to everyone so that in just eight essential mindset practices, they can get better core strength, mental core strength, and help those around them do the same. There are a lot of tools in the book for sharing these practices. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Julia. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Harrison. They can find me at juliapimsler.com, J-U-L-I-A-P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R.com. There's a tab there that says Go Big Now, where you can buy the book and also take the free Go Big Mindset assessment to see where you're at on your own Go Big Mindset journey. And also check me out on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Julia Pimsler. Awesome. Thank you so much.